Well, it looks like John Johnson III has given the top quote or the most intriguing quote of training camp so far. Things just seem a little bit different this year. We'll explain what that may mean. We'll actually unpack that, and we'll talk about the difference between this year and last year, and if if that's going to translate to any wins. We'll talk about it next on the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Garrett Bush at GBush91, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube. Certainly other appearances uh, or at WFAN. Uh, always a pleasure to sit down here. First week of training camp, about almost here in the books. Uh, players to the field on Friday, players to the field on Saturday, Sunday, your day off, your day of rest. Uh, as we you know, sit here and try to unpack the first couple days of Brown's training camp, um, John Johnson, the third and speaking about you know, the locker room to this point, And this is what kind of was going to happen. 2020 that Brown's locker room, of course, you know, there were a lot of you know, combustible personalities, but Odell being out, the success the team had, everything looks good when you're winning. Now, last year, Odell Beckham Jr. comes back. Baker Mayfield's playing significantly injured. Things aren't going so well. Combustible personalities, guess what? And that's what's to a locker room. The changes made this offseason. And we're going to, you know, there's there's going to be a segment here on Amari Cooper because I think there was a slight dig in there that I don't think a lot of people picked up on. But a player like Amari Cooper, a lot more reserved, a lot more quiet. Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett is is a leader, a fiery leader, but it's a one sentence type of thing. It's not a, I'm going to take to Twitter and, you know, send out, you know, seven cryptic tweets calling somebody out, but not mentioning who I'm calling out. John Johnson III, definitely a, a vocal guy. And you if you want a quote, I would say right now, when you're in that Browns locker room, you're looking around, you're going to 43. I don't know who else you're going to. Everybody else, it's very, you know, pro team, all of these things. John Johnson is a guy that's going to tell you like he feels, you know, tells you like it is. Um, and so far, he notices the changes. But of course, with this, um, but it comes down to when you get into the season and the adversity of the season. Do you rise above it? Do you crumble underneath it like, unfortunately, the Browns did in 2021? But I think the key here, Garrett, is they are a lot more even keel type of personalities. You know, Jadavion Clowney, he's a guy who's really good at football. Football is not his life. Miles Garrett, big, big into how much the game means to him but a very diverse personality as far as interests off the field. Um, and I think with the type of guys you've put together here, the personalities are more in sync. They're more alike. So even if you get to the tougher of times, you feel the way it is structured now with these guys. The ability is there to rise above it as opposed to you know a play running down for 35 seconds and you spent 23 seconds 
kibitzing and whining and complaining with each other. Oh, well, you, I didn't get the ball. I was open. It's No, 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 no. Topic on hand. Focus on hand. What is the next thing we have to do? And I think the way this is structured um, with these type of personalities, it's going to be a lot more successful than that. And the other thing that John Johnson said yesterday, which I think is huge, and we noticed over the second part of the last half season with the defenses, it's not a, it's not a thinking thing anymore. I know where everybody's going to be. Everybody knows where I'm going to be. And once you get everybody starting to understand and feel each other and knowing, hey, he's going to be where he needs to be, it makes for a lot uh, easier way to just say, I just have to think and react. That's all I have to do. Just do my job. Yeah, I think a lot of this comes from when you when you unpack what, what John Johnson is saying is there, there are two distinct factions on this team. Um, there was the the individuals that, you know, were loyal to Baker Mayfield and felt like he should get another opportunity. Um, and then there was the faction that was, uh, you know, really supportive of Odell Beckham Jr. And, uh, and, and getting him the football and being a playmaker on his team. So when that faction split, when you had in the middle of the year Odell Beckham Jr. Um, being moved to L.A., there was a there was a titanic shift in the locker room in terms of the people that really stood behind Baker Mayfield and the people that that were sympathetic to to the plight of what uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was saying, uh, and, and I think John Johnson was he made no bones about it. Him and Miles Garrett and a lot of individuals in that locker room, uh, still to this day, if you asked them about free agent receivers, which we talked about in, in another uh, podcast, they'd be like, "Go get me Odell Beckham Jr. again." That's how popular he is in the locker room. Miles Garrett has lobbied for him in in on Instagram. He's lobbied for him openly. Like, come on back. We can do this, right? And so I, I think when you say it, it's a much better field this year, what they're just saying is anybody knows, if you're reading between the lines, what a defensive player is saying, hey, we got a guy that can throw the football. We got a guy that 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 is not going to negate our efforts on the defensive end of the, uh, the game plan. I'll go back to the, those games last year. Play, the Browns defense played a heck of a game against the Steelers in the first game. The Browns defense played really well at, at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. They had a chance to win that game late, and they played a heck of a game in Baltimore at Baltimore on the road in a primetime game. They get four to five turnovers. These are interceptions, and all. Lamar Jackson couldn't, did not understand what was going on, and we couldn't muster any points. Couldn't move the football. We just look like a JV high school team. What he's saying is, look, it just feels different. No, what he's talking about is that he's 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 projecting that production. He's looking over there with that number four jersey. He said, "Uh, this is a little different over here, Jeff. I'm 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 I I I gotta guard these receivers every single day. I'm the one out there guarding uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, and Donovan Peoples Jones is out here looking like he he's some sort of uh, all pro, and he was not last year. What changed? Oh, I know what changed. The quarterback changed." So, you know, these are subtle little things are saying, uh, you know, like when people say no disrespect and then the next sentence, the disrespect is coming. <laughs> when, you talk, when you talk about it, it just feels different. I don't want to be negative, but well, I'm going to be negative. I don't want to bother you. Your wife says, I don't want to bother you, honey, but can we, you're like, I got you. I got you. We'll get you together. Right. So, you know, that that's just what it is, man. At the end of the day, man, when you get, you know, some me first people in a locker room. And look, there's always a me first personality or two in a locker room. What prevents it from being an issue? Usually success. Winning masks a lot of woes. 
But when you got to the situation where it got to for the Browns, it, it, you know, it was going to be hard for certain personalities to not tow the company line, so to speak. So this one takes a shot at this one. This one's got to take a shot back, uh, right? Well, we're going to pretend my dad put something on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And now you get to where we're talking about, can these two play nice together as opposed to wasting time where they should be working on the rapport, all these type of things. Um, the way it's structured down and understanding that maybe the goal this year for what this team could be might even be higher than what it was last year. But it's also having the right type of personalities. And where are you in a you know push come to shove type of situation? Are you going to be the one that you know runs your mouth because you're aggravated? Or are you going to be the one that says, look, I do what I can to make sure that I'm doing everything Miles Garrett is. I'm doing everything Joe Batonio is. I'm doing everything Wyatt Teller is. I'm doing everything that Nick Chubb is. Knowing that these are guys that do nothing but focus, but their job, focus on task at hand. And that's how you have success. That is the beauty of how a 53-man roster works in unison. And I think that's a big, big step here for the Browns headed into 2021. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G Bush, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Make sure you go ahead and follow us on Twitter at GBush91 and at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Continue to support us over there on YouTube. About 2,500 sus- subscribers strong. You don't want to miss any of our podcasts that when they come out, they go right to your smartphone, right to your laptop, right to any of the devices that you love to enjoy and watching uh, us on the internet or on YouTube. Continue to do that. And make sure you also download your podcast if you want to work, if you're in the car. Uh, and we appreciate you making it, you us your first listen of the day let's continue to get those numbers up over there as well and download wherever you uh download your podcast so we talked a little bit about john johnson the third's com uh you know comments earlier uh in the show and one guy that we don't hear very much from which is is a, a much welcome sight given uh you know given how we had a receiver room that was kind of outspoken is amari cooper so Amari Cooper, um, you know, you know, Jerry Jones had some things to say about Amari Cooper uh, and, and talked about him not being available in terms of, of why they, that he was kind of um, he was looking to to move on from him. Right. And we we looked at it like this. You know, we always talk about it is another man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, and, and, you know, when he expressed his frustration in terms of why Jerry Jones is still to this day, actually, actually out here hating a little bit. Um, so this is, this is what some of his comments had to say, um, you know, when, in looking at, at some of what he said, he, he Cooper basically had an 800, 800, um, 800 yard season. Um, and he had solid production. Right. But in the loss to San Francisco in week six, 
uh, in the game where he had six receptions, 64 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the issues, it seems, is simply he was not elite to Jerry Jones. Uh, Jones had also spoke and said Cooper, who's making $20 million a year uh, and topped all wideouts, is, is being paid to produce more. Uh, Jones was asked specifically whether Cooper, a defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, both who carry big price tags, will be on the roster in 2022. The frustrated or, uh, owner narrowed his lengthy answer to Cooper, lamenting his impact in what was the league's highest scoring offense. So we we can go back to a, a last year where Jerry Jones was already showing the writing on the wall that he was not he was upset at the production. Also, I don't think that he was quite uh, happy that he missed a couple days games due to unvaccinations or vaccinations. Um, and then I, I, I just think overall you have CD Lamb, and, uh, Michael Gallup behind him, and you say, okay, well you you become expendable. But I think to me. I think this move is going to come back to bite Jerry Jones and you know what, because I, I mean, to tell you, Amari Cooper is one of the most uh, consistent receivers. He's one of the most solid receivers, can run every route in the route tree. And he's a guy that's going to come in, not say much, do his thing and go home. And that that that's something you he can't lie about. He can't make up. Because I haven't even heard of Amari Cooper. Last time I heard of saw Amari Cooper, he signed here, and that was the last time I, I had to look at practices. And Amari Cooper out here, is he moving up? Because I haven't seen number two. At the end of the day, I think he's going to be our most consistent receiver. And thank you, Mr. Jerry Jones, for giving us away for a fifth-round pick. We'll take it. Thank you. This whole thing just seems really, really confusing. Um, yeah, Again, Amari Cooper – probably the quietest top wide receiver in the NFL. Um, the Cowboys were in a situation where, you know, money was becoming an issue. They thought CD lamb was ready to be a number one wide receiver in the NFL. That's fine. You drafted him to do just that. Um, you were in a situation where it was either keep Amari Cooper at the money he was making or lose Michael Gallup. Um, who's coming off ACL. They chose my Michael Gallup, which is a cheaper contract. They were one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL. So obviously you felt that maybe in some way Amari Cooper was, you know, expendable. You got something back for him. Um, kicking the guy, you know, and it's not like Amari Cooper's down, but kicking the guy four months after the fact seems a little crazy, seems a little ludicrous. I'm not exactly sure what the rhyme or the reason is behind that. And, you know, taking a shot at a guy who's done nothing but carry himself like an ultimate pro in the league to this point. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, this comes off for Jerry Jones looking very, very poor um, for any of this. And, you know, for us and what we've been through the last couple of years covering the Cleveland Browns, first thing I love is Mark Cooper didn't take the bait. There've been a lot of guys around here the last couple of years that absolutely take the bait and then turn something into bigger media since it needs to be. And this is another one we were talking earlier about the John Johnson situation. This related to Amari Cooper. Um, you know, Kevin Stefanski asked about Amari Cooper, but low key, he's the smarter players I've ever been around. He's a pro pro all the way. Low key for me, that, that, that was the one to notice there was, you know, Coach Stefanski emphasizing low key. What do you love about Nick Chubb? You see him, you don't necessarily hear him. Miles Garrett, you see him when he needs to be seen. 
not a guy who's going to go the extra mile for extra mic time, extra air time, extra interview time. I got to get to the weight room. I got to get to the film room. I got to get to the practice field. Again, trying to keep everything in sync, lockstep as for getting players who do the job the same way. And, you know, having Amari here, and I think for Amari, I think for him, you know, it's a fresh start. Um, and of course, when he first came here, wasn't exactly sure the situation he had been traded into. Got traded here. Baker Mayfield's the quarterback, or maybe the Browns are pursuing another quarterback. Now it's Deshaun Watson. So he went from getting traded to the Cleveland Browns to play with Baker Mayfield. He gets an upgrade in quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson probably going to be the best quarterback talent-wise he has played with in his time in the NFL. And for Amari Cooper just to sit there. Say what you got to say, owner. I mean, I'm good. I'm getting paid. I'm in a much better situation. Um, you know, I'm in. I'm in on a roster where I might get to be featured more than I would that I would be if I was still with the Dallas Cowboys. So for Mari Cooper, and you know, hopefully something that can continue uh, with the Browns is you know, s- stop making so much you know media talk about talk. Can the media talk be about play? Yeah, it, you know, I think you can have a couple of guys on your roster um, that are more outspoken. You get, you're going to always have guys that are going to be um, more flamboyant, more uh, boisterous, more over the top than other guys. And, and to be frank, you need a couple of, guys, of those guys on your team, right? But you also need the opposite in the spectrum. You also need guys that, you know, are low maintenance. You don't have to deal with them too much. All they do is come in, perform, produce, put numbers on the board and go home. So you need a healthy mix of both guys that are a little more extroverted and guys that are introverted, right? And you need some guys in the middle. It helps you be able to manage your team better because you don't have to devote uh, all of that time, energy, and effort into multiple people. And I, I think what we've learned and we looked at is, you know, I wouldn't say the Browns receiving core was a distraction last year or anything. I just would say they were high maintenance. And, and you know, we have family members that are high maintenance. We have brothers or, you know, siblings or even children. Certain of our children are, are high functioning or, or, excuse me, high demanding and just take a lot of energy to manage that relationship. Um, so it's good to have a nice mix of both. I think uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum this year, I think Kevin Stefanski is excited to have <laughs> – a low maintenance receiver room rather than high maintenance. There's no question about it. You get into a situation where you're, you know, spending time in meetings talking about talk as opposed to the actual game. Um, look, you know, everybody, you know, do what you got to do. Do your interviews. You know, keep it short. Keep it simple. Do your best to stay the heck off of social media. And you know, let's worry about you know stringing together W's week in, week out. We had two four game winning streaks in 2020. Let's get back to that type of situation because stringing together W's, you know, certainly cools down the talk and makes for a lot easier place to go in every day to get your work done, to get yourself ready to go out there and compete again the following Sunday. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked On Browns. Just want to thank everybody again um, who helps with the growth of Locked On Browns, whether it's your favorite podcast platform or, of course, now on YouTube, uh, continuing the growth over there. It's been fantastic. We could not be more appreciative for everybody who has been along on this ride with us. Again, just trying to give you guys the best coverage we can on a consistent basis. Garrett Bush and Jeff Lloyd, everybody, thank you. I want to thank you guys, as Jeff just said, for subscribing to the channel, making us one of the most fastest growing channels 
on the Locked On Network. Continue to support us. Season is coming around. Preseason's coming up. We will still be pumping out the hard-hitting content. And don't forget, if Deshaun Watson news breaks, we will go live here as well. You will get the content from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We will have that locked and linked to the Locked On Browns podcast. So you will definitely have an opportunity to get our listen, the first listen, and breaking down the Deshaun Watson suspension. So make sure you have the notifications on so you know when it breaks. So you'll be the first one to lock in, get that live content, and we'll do that as soon as uh, Deshaun Watson decision does come down. Uh, you, you know, Jeff, we, we spoke uh, earlier, and we talked kind of a little bit about Mari Cooper. We got into uh, we got into John Johnson and his comments uh, as well. In the third segment, which which direction did you want to go? I think one of the bigger questions we have here right now, and I think this is probably, I think we know where this is trending, uh, seeing as the way J.C. Treader was handled uh, the last two seasons here. And if anybody, you know, wondering about J.C. Treader, uh, it looks like the opening center position has opened up in Tampa Bay. So who knows? Maybe that's where J.C. Treader could end up NFL Players Association president and obviously a, a stalwart for your Cleveland Browns. You look at the situation with Jack Conklin. And, you know, Jack has had a couple of injuries, a serious injury in 2021 in his time here with the Browns. Um, Jack, uh, 2020 was a fantastic year. I'd say you probably say 2021 was maybe a bit of a lost year. Um, and this is one thing where the Browns have been really good the past couple of years. Obviously, they work with Jack Conklin, rework the deal where Jack Conklin will essentially be a free agent after the 2022 season. So the Browns are going to do the best possible situation for him so that brings in mind do you see jack conklin much if any at all this training camp this preseason my guess is you may see him practice a little there is in my opinion no way in the world is jack conklin going to take a preseason game rep um you have chris hubbard who needs to get some game shape back in obviously he missed a ton of you know times time last year uh you have the second year tackle who you were looking to get hopefully to be your swing tackle you want to see the evolution of his game from year one to year two you want to see what the bill callahan tutelage has done yeah i i I wouldn't i wouldn't be mad at all if jack conklin didn't even suit up a game uh i wouldn't be upset at all um it's been a long road I think one of the most uh, interesting things that Kevin Stefanski said during this process is, you know, Jack basically lived in in the uh, training room. He lived in the facility trying to get himself back to being ready to go. And I know firsthand how it is to to rehab a serious knee injury. Um, I had an ACL back-to-back in, in eight months. So it took me so long just to rehab not only one injury, but the other injury at the same time. And, and and for me, my goal was, I always told myself, if I was going to get hurt, I was going to do it having meaningful snaps. I was It was going to be meaningful snaps for me because I was not about to go out there and just continue to put my life on the line and put my, my health on the line for practices, right? So, and, and so I, I definitely believe that this is, is a situation where um, – you got a, a chance to get this guy back, ready to go, ready to get his 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 self in order. And I think it's it's imperative that the Cleveland Browns do everything they can to make sure that he's healthy. Game one, we know he's an All Pro when he's healthy. We know he's a big piece to what we're doing. You still need to get uh, James Hudson uh, involved, get him some more reps, and get him more acclimated to, and so he could be a guy that could possibly play guard for you, possibly play left tackle if Jedrick Wills goes out. So for me. 
I, I, I don't care at all if, if Jack Conklin plays a snap in the preseason. I think this is a situation where both of them are looking at 2022 as a, uh, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. The Browns are going to put Jack Conklin in the best situation to hopefully be a top right tackle again this season for them with the understanding that most likely when and if that does happen, Jack Conklin is going to move on in the offseason to a new fat deal, most likely somewhere else. So the Browns can take these five weeks. You can see what you have in James Hudson. Um, and there's a couple ways to look at this. You know, you want to see if James Hudson could be the successor to the right tackle position given you know amount, a proper amount of playing time now having chris hudson and bill callahan to lean on and talk through and you know get all the expertise and tutelage he would possibly need and i know a lot of people are confused with jedrick wills and i i'm not going to take a stance one way or the other i'm just i will say that i think jedrick wills healthy you will see vast improvement at the left tackle position but you want to play the what if scenario okay what if you don't all right then you go to Jedrick Wills and you say, you want to know what? We tried this. You know what? You were one of the best right tackles in all of college football, Alabama. So you want to know what? Why don't we stop having you work so hard, you know, you know, put so much into it mentally and just put you back where you're comfortable. Go be a beast and we'll worry about finding a left tackle off this offseason. So that's an avenue the Browns certainly could go, certainly could entertain with Jack Conklin most likely moving on after this year. So you want to get these guys some looks. You certainly you know, want to get Hudson some looks. You have to kind of get Chris Hudson in the back of swing of things because you have to have him ready to go, whether he's going to play outside or inside. But for Hudson, it's a big year, too, with the understanding his most meaningful reps will come before September 11th because ideally that's when you're Jack Conklin out there get business done. Um, there's options for Browns. And this is truly the ideal way to do it. And it's like I said yesterday, it's a little bit different because some of these players aren't as injured or necessarily as old as JC Shredder was. But again, look, man, it, it's practice. These guys have to play games. And I know everybody's going to get upset, and I'm sure it'll be in a day or two. What do you mean, Miles Garrett's not practicing today? What do you mean, Janavian Clown is not practicing today? It's August, man. It don't mean nothing. September means something. Um, but it's the, just putting these guys in the best spot to make sure that one tiny false step doesn't derail any of these guys' momentum, any one of these guys, any one of the work that they've all put in, keeping guys 100% as close to it as possible is the paramount of how to handle training camp. Keep me safe, coach. Keep me healed up. Uh, we already got a lot of guys going down. The goal is to get these guys in. Plus, you got an extra game now, 17 games, right? So you put more wear and tear on your body. Uh, it's a long season. It's a long process. It does you no good to have your guys beat up even before we take snaps. So definitely looking forward to seeing some of the younger guys get some reps in there, Jeff. Just got to wheel out a couple more exercises. That's all. You know, that's got Ever works for the Browns equipment team. We need 12. We need 12 exercise bikes today over on the sidelines. So whoever that poor sap is, congratulations on busting your butt and getting the gig done and keeping the boys safe. He is Garrett Bush, a part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1 Monday through Friday, of course, on YouTube. Make sure you're checking it out. <clears throat> the guest list has been incredible to this point over there. Um, the guys, uh, you know, the panelists just continue to grow as they get to know each other better, knowing, you know, which scabs they can pick, maybe which jokes and one-liners. You got to 
got to kind of back away from. Um, but the show just continues. And as always, it was a great listen. The Barbershop, 92.3 The Fan, open every Saturday morning, 9 to noon. Uh, other appearances, of course, for Garrett over on The Fan at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open, of course. And again, we appreciate everybody makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform or you have migrated your way over to YouTube to get to see these two beautiful faces every single day. We appreciate you all for being along for that ride. Week one, Browns training camp the books we have a nfl preseason game on thursday august 4th so it's here it's time it is going all of this being said this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns